Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Oh, baby, what is happening out there, Bay Area? Good morning to everybody out there listening on the Odyssey app, to everybody getting off their graveyard shift truck drivers. Teachers, cops, and FP, if you know me, I like to say good morning to the overnight dancers who's out there making an honest dollar. Good morning to all the firefighters, cops, BART conductors, muni drivers, the bus stop. Shout out to our guys at the bus stop who were probably knocked out from being at the bus stop all night long. Shout out to FP for, fill- for filling in this morning, doing a hell of a job on the Morning Roast YouTube, Twitch, the Comcast Business Sex Line. This is a Football Friday brought to you by First 5 California to learn four things you can do to overcome toxic stress. Go to first5california.com. Let's get into the Niners. Let's get into the Ravens. You were just asking me to spread. Niners, five-point favorites playing some damn good football. How about them Niners, FP? It's the best team I've seen in a long time. And to me, it's about staying healthy right now. I know you want the number one seed. You want the week off because that's huge, right? These guys are all so banged up right now. And they talk about all the missed tackles last weekend and the the running game. Can you imagine flying around like these guys do every week with their hair on fire, that defense, and how sore and banged up they Mm -hmm. are right now? I feel like mentally and physically that's conducive to missing a few tackles. Mm -hmm. You talked about the injury report with the two big boys out on the the line. So that's a factor. But CMC... Wow. I was calling Brock Purdy MVP early in the season and got crushed for it. <laughs> and now he's like the leader in the clubhouse and the best quarterback that? in the NFL. That is insane. And, and just uh, Kyle's offense and the way he's doing that. And uh, Steve Wilkes on the sideline now. And you can see his emotion, actually see <laughs> right. the man. Right. I think right. that's big, dude, looking right. guys in the eye and right. seeing the enthusiasm that he's showing. You know, he's not a rah rah guy like D'Amico, but he's down there now and he's pumping fists and it's real time feedback. I want to get into that because I thought at yeah. the time it was overblown, but I do want to get into okay. that. With you, but first, let's get to Tim Barberlance, uh, Ravens pre and post game host for 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. Tim, good morning. How are you doing today? 
I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing good, man. Getting ready for this big Monday night tilt. It's showdown between the 11-3 Ravens and the 11-3 Niners, the top teams in the NFL. And I know Baltimore feels disrespected right now due to the spread of this game, a five-point spread for the 49ers. And Marlon Humphreys on record saying, man, I don't respect anybody out there. So being around this team, getting ready for this Monday night game, and the Ravens probably need this game just a little bit more than the 49ers do. What is that attitude? What is that tone, That uh, it, the, the temperature? out there in Baltimore as they get ready for this Monday night tilt. Yeah, so I was at the facility on Wednesday, and there was definitely a little bit of an edge. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, he was saying that not all 11-3 and teams are made equal, and he feels like the Ravens have been disrespected and thinks that, look, they got a chance to prove that they're the best team in football on Monday night. But they kind of relish in this underdog role. I mean, just over the course of the Ravens franchise history, and Lamar Jackson, when he was asked about it, he was like, hey, man, I hope people don't pick us like we we play better in this role. Tim, talk about Kyle Hamilton for a second. Uh, yeah, taking fourteen from Notre Dame. He's six four two twenty. The, the interception the other day. He's flying all over, kind of like a hybrid between a safety and a linebacker. Talent off the charts for Niners fans watching. Maybe the Ravens for the first time this week. Talk about Kyle Hamilton for a second. Kyle Hamilton, uh, guys, if you go back to last year, week one, and just the growth that he has had since then, it's been exponential. I mean, this is a player that easily is going to be a pro bowler. I think he should be an all-pro, but he's that Swiss Army knife, and quite frankly, guys, he's kind of built for this game against the 49ers, where San Francisco, you guys got so many weapons up there and so many guys that can beat you in so many different ways, where Hamilton, I mean, he lines up all over the place, and, and he'll line up in the slot, he'll be a deep safety, he'll be up in the box to play the run, he's great, a great tackler, he's got great range, and he's just such a freak of an athlete, where you just don't see a player of his size where he's six four, over two hundred pounds, and can run with, you know, four four receivers. It's not something that you see too often. And and for him to go from last year where he was really struggling, ended up getting his snaps reduced to just fourteen against the Bengals in their first matchup last year to being arguably their best defensive player. It's it's been remarkable to watch. Tim Barberlance, Ravens pre and post game host for 105.7 A Fan in Baltimore. No lie, Kyle Hamilton is a beast. He is a stud. But you also have a stud at the quarterback position to Lamar Jackson, the former MVP. How's this game evolved since bringing over Todd Mocking as the offensive coordinator, replacing Greg, uh, Greg Roman, our old friend out here in San Francisco? <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say the biggest difference for Lamar this year, and it, it was kind of hammered home during OTAs and minicamp is he has full autonomy at the line of scrimmage. Under Greg Roman, I mean, these guys wouldn't get out of the huddle till seemingly two and a half seconds left of the play. We know clock. all about that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, where, where now, I mean, they're, they're at the line. He's got so much time to survey and audible. And Todd Munkin implements more of a horizontal passing game as opposed to a Greg Roman. And Lamar's really taking it in stride, man. I mean, he's you look at his numbers, and they aren't going to jump off the screen like they did in 2019. But, guys, he's having a hell of a season, and he's really continuing to develop as a passer. And I don't even know where the Ravens would be without him. I mean, we've had a discussion on our afternoon show this this whole week, like, 
who is the second best, you know, second MVP of this Ravens offense now that Mark Andrews is out? And, you know, you're kind of scratching and clawing for names. Like, is it a Tyler Linderbaum? I mean, Zay Flowers has slowed down recently. Lamar is what makes this thing go. Yeah, well, we have a guy that's having a pretty good season out here on the West Coast, the quarterback, Brock Purdy. Like, what's the view back east of Brock? Because we watch him play every game, every down. We know what he brings to the Niners, but there seems to be, on a national basis, a lack of respect for Brock Purdy. What's what's the view of Baltimore, the Niners quarterback? Well, I, I can tell you just being out at the castle and going back to Kyle Hamilton, uh, Kyle brought up that point saying, hey, you know, there's some guys saying that he's a system quarterback, but he's anything but that. Look, Brock Purdy's having a hell of a year. I mean, and and it's the Niners are so good, it's kind of being held against him, right? Where it's, you know, yeah, it's great to have Ayuk and Debo and George Kittle and CMC and all of that. But, I mean, he's still delivering them the football, and he's still making things go. So, look, I mean, we've kind of had the debate this week ahead of the game, you know, who's more valuable to their team. I mean, I think I would say, maybe you guys agree, maybe you don't. I I think Lamar is definitely more valuable to this offense than Purdy to San Francisco's, but that's not to take anything away from the season that Purdy's having. I mean, he's having a great, great year. Yeah, we, we saw you guys without Lamar last year. It was a struggle. Brock Purdy is playing at an elite level, and I know Niner fans are saying we don't want to see Sam Darnold at all because there could be a big drop off there. But I'm going to go back to the defense for a second because we have some pretty damn good linebackers out here, Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw. <laughs> We're pushing for Fred Warner to be the defensive player of the year. He's played in every single game since he's been drafted. But how do those linebackers in Baltimore feel? Because I think that's a duo in Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith and even Kyle Van Noy coming off the edge. That's a set of linebackers that nobody's really discussing nationally. At least we don't talk about them here in the Bay Area. Uh, let me tell you, I mean, the discussion got started during the offseason about Queen and Roquan Smith being the two best inside linebackers in football. And like you said, the only duo that rivals it is Greenlaw and Fred Warner. And I've been a huge Fred Warner fan ever since he's been in the league. But Queen and Roquan just complement each other so well. Uh, you know, Queen's kind of that lightning, Roquan's the thunder. And Queen, in his contract here, because the Ravens declined his fifth-year option, He's playing his butt off, guys. I mean, he's going to get paid on the open market this year. And Roquan is just, he's been the force multiplier. And you can go back last year to when they acquired him from the Bears. The defensive numbers for the Ravens since that point to now have been ridiculous. And that is just not coincidence, you know. Roquan is definitely that force multiplier. What game do you think is more important for the Ravens? I know it's one week at a time, right? You go 1-0 and every Sunday. That's the goal. But you got this big matchup with the NFC powerhouse Niners. And then the next week it's the Dolphins on a New Year's Eve matchup. <laughs> and that, that could determine the AFC's number one seed. So do you think there's any chance they look ahead to that or no way? It's, it's been a really odd week for us kind of previewing this game because, guys, to be perfectly blunt, I don't want to say this game's meaningless to the Ravens, but they win their two home games, 
they're the number one seed in the AFC, mm-hmm. regardless of anything that happens this weekend. Now, that's not to say that this is a massive statement game for the Ravens. I mean, if the Ravens go on the road and beat the 49ers, they're unequivocally the best team in the NFL. But in terms of the ultimate goal of getting the one seed, of getting to the Super Bowl, I mean, next week is vastly more important, in my opinion. All right, before we let you go, Tim, you are not going to be able to just get off these airways without us playing this soundbite for Marlon Humphrey. We're going to play it for you right now, Tim. Anything extra juice for this one? Any thoughts? Anything that I think everyone would want to know going into this big matchup? I don't respect them. Talk. Keep talking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, man. I, it's, yeah, uh, no. Shout out. Who don't you respect? No, I don't respect a single person on their football team. Yeah. Frauds. Literally. All right, that was on the Punchline Podcast. Marlon Humphrey, Jack Settleman. So what's your thoughts on that? Did you guys follow up with Marlon Humphrey? Well, if I'm not mistaken, after that clip, he was kind of just joking around. Is is Uh, that correct? But you know the internet. We only play it for seven (laughs) seconds, and we're going to eat that up. We don't know about the rest of the podcast. Come on, man. (laughs) <laughs> nah, nah, Marlon was definitely I was actually in the locker room when it was open locker room and nah, he was he was throwing a ton of uh, flowers the 49ers away. He did, he did make a joke about the point spread though, it was pretty right. funny it was like, man, I wasn't expecting it to be five and a half, it kind of hurt my feelings <laughs> Well, it's too late, Tim, with this fan base, these 49ers fans, they're, they're eating it up, and we're all eating it up, and it's going to be plastered all over Santa Clara and all over the Bay Area, so tell Marlon, go. thank you anyway <laughs> Hey, Tim, uh, I don't know if you're traveling out here. If you are, safe travels. If not, happy holidays. Enjoy Monday Night Football between the Ravens and the Niners. Appreciate it, man. Happy holidays to everyone out there. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Tim, right there, FP, and FP Santangelo and for Joe Shasky. Um, It's not as important. I'm glad you asked that question because they do play the Dolphins the next week, and the Dolphins have a big game against the Cowboys this week. But on the Niners' side of things, they have a cushion against the Eagles and the Niners. They've got the tiebreaker. And so they can essentially lose this game and win the next two and still be the number one seed. So do you think the Niners will let down at all? Or do you think they're looking at this as, you know, as a player in a big game like this? Monday Night Football, you're playing the top team in the AFC. You feel like you're the best team in the league. You're scoring over 30 points a game. You got Purdy. You got McCaffrey. You got this flashy offense. The defense, although they slipped up a little bit last week in Arizona, for the most part, they've been very, very good. What do you think the Niner approach to this game is? Well, I mean, there's one school of thought thinking, you know, keep the momentum going and stay hot getting into the playoffs. I want to be healthy. That's all I care about. Like, everybody's got to come out of this game healthy. I don't, is it bad to say I don't care if they win? I, I mean, I want them to win. I'm going to be rooting for them, be watching, I'm going to be screaming See, at the I, TV I, like I always I do. I want this one. You want it? I want this one. I don't, I don't care, now. though. I don't, I, 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 I don't believe you lose a game and, and that's a good thing ever. I just my main goal this week is they come out of it healthy. Healthy. Everybody's healthy. Yeah. Knock on wood. I think McCaffrey's getting run down. Man, they used him so much on Sunday. He was getting up slow, the knee. I'm like, man, please. Right. Like, and then Brock was laying there. I'm like, Brock, you can't get hurt. Right. You don't have a choice. You can't get hurt. And that was weird, man. Like it he, was he weird. did the grab your face mask right. thing. I've had tons of concussions. Like, 
too many. I had seven when I played, and I had amnesia twice. So I know, I thought there was a, one time this year after he had his concussion that he was concussed again. When you grab your helmet, right, the he grabbed his game. face mask yeah. this time, yeah. and it was a stinger, and that probably felt weird. But I was just like, he can't get hurt. McCaffrey can't get. I'm not going to speak. I got to stop talking right. about it because that's right. Just it's bad. That's yeah, bad. yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock on wood. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, just yeah, knock yeah. on my. I just want him to come out right healthy. Now. I'm not going to mention names. So, anymore. so the reason why I want this game is because if they do lose, say if they're healthy and they do lose. I don't want to have to, and I don't really care about this, but I know how I know how the fans care about this stuff. You get the naysayers. See, they can't beat a good team. See, this is who Brock Purdy. Dude, really they is. worked the Cowboys and the Eagles. That's what I. I, I mean, I, I, I know, they, they, but they're, they're looking every, at they're looking at Baltimore though as like Lamar Jackson. You know, the MVP conversation could be swayed with a performance at a subpar by Brock Purdy, which I don't anticipate happening. But the Ravens do boast a very good defense, the number one in the league in yards allowed, the number one in the league when it comes to points per game allowed. Um, this defense is very, very good. We talked about the linebackers with Tim Barber Lance. We talked about Kyle Hamilton, who's one of the best safeties in the league. This could sway some awards if the Niners don't win this game. And not only that, it creeps doubt. And, and, and I know it's not going to creep doubt. And it, it, doubt won't be crept into the 49ers locker room. But as a fan... You want to beat the best. You want to show that, hey, we're by none, bar none, the best team in the league. And once we get to the playoffs, and then I don't want to mess around with the last game of the season because the Rams are playing well. So all of a sudden, you got to beat the Rams, and they may be, may be playing to get into the playoffs. I just don't want to mess around. I want to lock this number one seed up and ensure that I do get that bye week and get that rest instead of going into week 18 saying, well, we have to win this game. And then that's where an injury may come take place, where it's the last game of the season. Could you imagine that? I don't hate that take at all. What, what I I do hope, and you 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 you, you sparked a thought, is the awards. Brock, Brock Purdy could like lock up the MVP with a great performance on yes, Monday. Yes, I mean that could be his. That's it against that defense. That's it. And you sound like you want look at your look all at right. your smile, FP. I'm look da- at your smile I'm down right for now. See? Brock having a right. good game. See, and, and look, I didn't care about the like a month ago. If you'd asked me, and I was telling yelling at Ashley, I don't care about the sticking MVP. I want a Lombardi. But now that we're closer and closer to the playoffs. I want the MVP. I want Offensive Player of the Year. I want Coach of the Year with Shanahan. I want Defensive Player of the Year with Fred Warner. I want all the All-Pros. I want all the Pro Bowls. I'm going to sweep everything up, plus get that Lombardi and leave no doubt on the 2023 season. Do you know how big a story this is? I think it's one of the biggest stories in North American sports history. History. Mr. Mr. Irrelevant to potential MVP. Kurt Warner. Who else? Tom Brady? Yeah, but they weren't the last pick. Warner was free agent. Like, free agent, bagging groceries. Yes. Yeah. It's a great story. It's a great story. This one they is made one a of crappy the... movie about it. Yeah, I still haven't <laughs> Did watched you watch it. it. No, I didn't. Oh, I watched the I, first it... scene and turned it off. Yeah, no, I, oh, it just it looked God. low budget. Was it Disney? Dude, you, you lose me, it? you lose me with your throwing motion. <laughs> if you don't look like an athlete and you're throwing a football like Tom Cruise in and Top Gun throwing Goose's dog tags right. into the ocean at the end. It was just the worst throwing <laughs> motion in the history that? of throwing. Who produced and Kurt Warner's, no, I, I don't even up. know who the the actor was, and they show him the, the football. In, in in sports movies, if you can't throw, yeah. whether it's baseball or football, or it, it's just like it, it, no, I can't watch. You lose me immediately. Right, I got I got basketball I gotta movies. You don't wear your you don't wear your uniform right. You just look like a dork actor. Was it American trying... Underdog? Well, yeah, the that's Kurt it. Warner story, yeah, Netflix. It, yes. Oh boy. I think it was on airplanes within like two oh, yeah. days. <laughs> you know when you make the planes, the airplane movie, you know you're not watching. You're flying to the Europe. Free, yeah. You're flying to Europe watching right. it. Yeah. 
<laughs> the free airplane movie. Uh, American Under. No, I have not watched it. Yet. Watch the trailer, no, and no. as soon as he throws, no, I don't want to say. As soon as he throws, poor. Uh, there's the throwing motion. I finally got done with the Yogi Berra doc. That's that's a really good doc. That's a movie that's worth watching. I started to watch it. I got to get into yeah, it. Yeah, no, I got I got. I've been using this quote all the time. Mully's been saying, "Hey, it gets late early out there." Yeah, that's that was kind of the thing for the Go to State Warriors. Like, you better start winning some games. Dude, has there ever been an athlete? In the, in the history of sports that's known more for his persona than his ability, because Yogi Berra is one of the best catchers to ever walk the face of the earth. I, I, one of the best the great, players to ever walk the face of the earth. Greatest champions. But we all, talk, we all think about Yogiism yeah. and the character more than the player. No, the documentary enlightened me to that. It was like, wait, this dude was a baller. 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 A champion. A great champion. So uh, I would recommend you finish that doc. But no, the Brock Purdy story, look, he's a third-string quarterback last year. And I'm thinking, boy, Brock Purdy, whatever, whatever. And then he comes in a Dolphins game, and I'm thinking, oh, we're screwed. And I remember I thought, you know, the Dolphins game was great, and I was like, boy, that's a one-time thing. This season's cooked. And then I'm there at Levi Stadium when they're playing Tom Brady and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And my girl midway through the first quarter goes, I think we got our next Tom Brady. And granted, hopefully she's not up listening yet, but my girl still doesn't know what a first down is. Sometimes she knows when we're on offense. She doesn't know anything about the rules of football. <laughs> and she just blurts out, I think we found our Tom Brady. I'm well, like, she's right. I, and I'm just like, dude, chill. Like, babe, not everybody's going to be Tom Brady. That's a very unique situation. Let this guy just get through a game. And then by the end of the first half, everybody's chanting Purdy. Purdy, Purdy, Purdy. It's the loudest chant I've ever heard in that stadium's history. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe there's something here. And then he goes on that run to the point where we get to Philadelphia in an NFC title game. But I'm thinking, oh, they're going to the Super Bowl yeah. because they finally do have a quarterback. Now, then there was some doubt that crept into my mind going into the season because of the torn UCL. Is he going to be ready by week one? Is it going to be Darnold time? Well, this guy, through, through the first four weeks of the season, I thought, oh, he's playing better football than anybody. He reminds me of a young Tom Brady where he can lean on the defense at times, but he knows where to throw the football, his progressions, his checkdowns, and now he's stretching the field. He's averaging damn near first down per attempt, <laughs> over nine yards per attempt. And so, yes, if he wins the Super Bowl FP, I do believe it's one of the greatest stories in North American sports history. I mean, it's it's top ten at least. Maybe top five. No, I, the name of the movie is Mr. Irrelevant. You already got that. Yeah. But the, but but the whole thing you're talking about the progression. His arm wasn't strong early in the season. In my whole take in the off season was if he loses any velocity on his fastball, he's not gonna be able to get the ball right. in windows that he did the year before. And early on, he was throwing some weird passes that were coming out that didn't have the spin on him. He wasn't right. spinning it. And then it's it, and then he said something to Troy Aikman on one of the yeah Monday Night Football. Yeah. Troy Aikman slipped up and said something that his arm is not a hundred percent yet. And I was on that early because I saw the throwing motion was a little bit like where he wasn't finishing with the snap and the ball was coming out weird. And there's some knuckleballs. It was weird. And then and then he said as much. Now he, he's healthy because that's it. When you get a, when you have surgery on anything, and I've had three knee surgeries, it takes about a year before you forget about it. Because you're always wondering if I can let loose. Can I sprint? Can I let my arm go? Right. Is it going to go again? What if I right. What if I throw and somebody hits it mid throw right. again? Right. So I I feel like it was like a treatment, a rest, a pitch count thing, hooked up to every machine, ice, stim, whatever, ultrasound, and now I think the the, the training wheels are off and, and he's he's delivering the ball with something on it now. Enough on it. I mean, he's never going right. to have a cannon. Right. But Joe didn't have a cannon. Either. Yeah, no, no. Steve Young didn't have a cannon. No. 
No, it's, just, it's about it's about it. He has it. Whatever he does it have is, it. whatever it is. There's no other fan base on the planet that knows what a quarterback looks like right. than Niner fans. Right. They know what it is. Right. Well, I remember in six five zero is right. And I'll read this text on the Comcast Business Text Line. Bonte, remember last year we were hanging up on fans that called to talk about Brock Purdy. It's like, come on, let's stop. Let's stop. This guy's a third street quarterback. And my lasting image of Brock Purdy in college was him getting benched against Iowa. Now, I may have had some money on that game or whatnot, <laughs> but he threw four picks and he got benched. And I remember watching him in Fiesta Bowl against Oregon. I was like, oh, that's a cool little quarterback. But I was more fixated on the running back in that game. It may have been Brees Hall or David Montgomery. And I remember they had a receiver in Hakeem Butler. And I'm, okay, Brock Purdy's one of those nice little Big 12 quarterbacks, spread offense. Okay, whatever. He'll be a third string quarterback in the league. Great. Mystery relevant. And I remember last year, I was actually in Europe during training camp, Trey Lance's first training camp as a starter. And I remember nobody really, Larry Kruger mentioned Brock Purdy, but even then I asked Larry Kruger, I said, did you think he'll be this good? He goes, no, no, not this good. Not this good. But nobody really talked about him. Nobody really discussed him. It was all about Trey and Jimmy Garoppolo throwing on the side field. So for him just to, like now it's just no doubt. It's like I walked out of SoFi Stadium week two FP this year when they played the Rams. And that goes, I told Anna, my girl, I go, it's the first time I'm, I haven't thought about the quarterback or doubted the quarterback in a very long time. I know we got the dude now. And you look at the numbers, they're, they're last in pass attempts, and this guy's going to break the single-season passing yardage mark in 49ers franchise history. You know who else thinks that is his head coach. Yeah. And he's calling whatever play whenever, and Kyle Shanahan's got so much confidence in his quarterback that he doesn't have to worry. That game you're talking about against Tom Brady, they had the ball in their own territory, it was end, right before halftime, yep. and I thought, okay, they're up 21 to nothing. They're just going right. to sit on it. And the fact that Shanahan opened up the playbook and he let this kid go all the way down and make it 28 nothing. usually that's a run, run, let's go into right. the locker. Right, a little screen pass like, or something, so see what like, happens. Yeah. The Shanahan's, with, with Jimmy G, with, with whomever, had to like worry about what play he called. Like, is he going to throw an interception? Is he going to throw a pick? Is he going to read the progressions that I designed so beautifully right. to, for him to have two or three choices? Now he just puts the thing over his mouth and he just goes, I, don't, I yeah. could just dartboard this thing. It doesn't matter because Brock's fine. So the coach, like you, is not worried about his quarterback yeah. anymore. And he's calling whatever. And he's going for it on fourth down. He's yeah. throwing the ball down the field. You're right. He is calling whatever. 888-957-9570. Let's get your thoughts on this Ravens-Niners game. It's our last thoughts here before the weekend. Monday Night Football. We just heard from Tim Barberens about how the Ravens feel about this. They have an extra edge. What about this Niners team? They want to keep this humming here. What does Brock have to do this week? But heck, do what you do all season long. Sands the three-game losing streak. Take care of the football and get the ball to the playmakers. But I do want to get to the playmakers because you brought up something with Christopher McCaffrey that I want to touch on here. And we'll do that on the other side, 888-957-9570. That's all sponsored by Save Mart in Lucky, California. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases 
and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. The Morning Roast with Vontae and Shasky. F.P. Santangelo in the building. For Joe Shasky the Butcher. Spadoni's out as well. Merry Christmas to everybody out there as we wrap up this week and get ready for Christmas. It'll be my last show of the year as well. So my final thought, my shout out is you roasters, man. What a, what a year. What a year here in the morning, Rose. All the calls, all the texts, all the comments on YouTube. Our YouTube channel's booming. Um, search us at 95.7 game. Subscribe, like us. Do all that stuff. Um, we got a big Monday night game here. Big Monday night game. Obviously a big basketball game with the Warriors and the Wizards. Jordan Poole's back in town. We'll get to that in the last, what, 20 minutes of the show. But we're rolling on Niners. And Marlon Humphrey played the sound. And even though he elaborated on it, elaborated on that comment and 
and basically gave the Niners their props. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk and company. He did say it. And the clip did make the rounds. And we could play the clip right now. Go ahead, fire it off, Lovin. Anything extra juice for this one? Any thoughts? Anything that I think everyone would want to know going into this big matchup? I don't respect them. Talk. Keep talking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, man. I, it's, yeah, uh, no. Shout out. Who don't you respect? No, I don't respect a single person on their football team. Yeah. Frauds. Like, literally. All right, that was on the Punchline Podcast. Uh, Jack Settleman, Marlon Humphrey. But he did say, hey, look, these guys are good. And, you know, they're one of the best teams in the league. But also, Tim Barberance did mention that Kyle Hamilton, he had a little edge to him. You know, they feel disrespected by being the underdogs. And you hear a clip like that. And let's just play along as if the clip is real. And he did say, I didn't respect them. Hey, Pete, you're a former player. You've been on the diamond for a long time. You played at a high level, at the highest level you could play at. How do players feel about trash talk? When they hear a guy chirping, if there's a pitcher coming in saying, yeah, I'm smoking these dudes. They're not going to be able to touch my stuff. Or a guy calls a shot. How do players take that? Well, it's a player-by-player basis, right? Right. Like, one player might get offended. Another player would be like, dude, whatever. Right. It's just like it's like anything in life. Mm-hmm. It, 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 some guys need that edge. Some guys are looking at They're looking for something to fire them up. Like, a, that right. guy looked at me wrong. Make yeah. stuff up in your head, like we were talking right. the break, like Jordan. Right. You make stuff up in your head. So, I don't, I don't, I don't think on a on a Christmas night primetime matchup when you're going for a one seed that you should need anything to fire you up. But maybe this time of year, if you're dinged up a little bit, you're banged up, in the heat of battle, you might like stand over somebody or stand over him or score a touchdown. And I mean, yeah. You're looking for an edge. Chad Ochocinco used to do that every week. He used to try to like find something that pissed him off. Um, you know Jerry Rice. I think toward the end, when you're looking for something to fire you up, mm-hmm. extra motivation. But mm-hmm. I don't think you should be motivated in this. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you there. I'm kind of with you there. But what if you're Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel? Do you run that in route harder? Do your run block even harder? And these guys. In the run game, have been special, especially Brandon Ayuk. He's blocking 50, 60 yards down the field. We saw it in the first game of the season against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I we love saw it, that, dude. We saw it last week or two weeks ago against the Seattle Seahawks. He's blocking downfield. McCaffrey gets up and points straight at Ayuk, saying, hell yeah, that's what you do. And I, I'm, I'm a big Ayuk fan as well. This wide receiving duo with Debo and Ayuk, all season long, when we started our training camp show down at the Hilton Hotel in Santa Clara, when the Niners opened up camp, I thought, this is the best duel at the wide receiver spot for the 49ers, maybe since T.O. and Jerry Rice in the late 90s, or John Taylor and Jerry Rice. And they're both different. And some people say, well, Debo's not a natural wide receiver. I don't really care what he is, but he's a top 10 playmaker in this oh, league. He's a football player. He's a football player a football who makes player. dynamic plays and changes games. Dude, I love the fact that they're selfless and they're running downfield. And, right. and if, if you watch even running plays where McCaffrey's kind of doing like a – a stretch play to the left, and Ayuk's kind of peeling back, and he's blowing guys up. It's not always the downfield blocking; mm-hmm. like they're physical, man, yep. and they're playing with an edge. And Kyle Shanahan's developed just this this culture of we don't care who gets the credit; we're all going to ball out, and if we win everything, mm-hmm. we're all going to get paid. Mm-hmm. We're all going to get our recognition. It doesn't matter if Kittle catches three touchdown passes this week, yeah, CMC scores three next week. They're all happy for each other. There's yep. no egos there, and it's fun to watch. But when you're talking about Having an edge. To me, it wasn't about what somebody else said, because you can be an idiot and say whatever you want. It was if a team got rid of me or somebody didn't want me. 
And that's any job, right? You get a new job, you want to show people what they're missing. But Jake Browning's yep. a perfect example right now. Like the, the backup quarterback for the right. Bengals. Right. And after that game, and he was like, like, how do something about like if you cut me or how does that? He was screaming at the camera right. after the game to the to the Vikings <laughs> yeah, yeah, after yeah. he beat him. Yep. I love stuff. I love revenge, man. They didn't want you. They yeah. didn't. Yeah, yeah. Would we see that with Jordan Poole tonight? <laughs> like, was it, he drops a forty burger. Could you imagine that at Chase Center? Yeah. Well, he's gonna shoot. He's gonna shoot. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> he's gonna get his looks. And they're feeling good because they won in Portland last night. <laughs> he's definitely gonna get his looks. So yeah, that that's a. Uh, I like I like that I like that angle. I like if if somebody got rid of you and you want to show right. and. That's hard to do, man. There's been certain players throughout the course of history that, that, that get back at their old team. Because a lot of times what you do is you, you try too hard in those right. games, you end up not having a good game. Mm-hmm. You want to show them, I'll show you what you're missing over for. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you what you're missing and you don't catch a pass. Whatever right. it is, like, or you don't score a point. Right. So I think for Jordan Poole tonight, if you don't bring it back to that, like he, he's going to get his looks, he's going to get his shots. But oh, yeah. does he try too hard like he did all last right. year? Right. And does he have a right. I I think it could go the other way. I think yeah, he could have get a, nasty. a clunky game tonight. Yeah, he could get six of twenty one, yeah. five turnovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't get to the free throw line to assist there for JP. Going back to the Niners for a second, you brought up something before the break about Christian McCaffrey. You want this team to be healthy, and I get that. I understand that wholeheartedly. You're humming right now. You're more than likely going to get this number one seed in the NFC. And they're going to make teams come to Levi Stadium for the NFC playoffs and then hopefully a short flight to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. But Christian McCaffrey and his touches, because it has been a topic of conversation. Boy, you got to keep him off the field. And I've been yelling on these airways, I need 20 to 25 touches because he's that damn good. And if you keep him on the field, defenses are going to react differently because of the gravity. It's just not the same when Eli Mitchell and Jordan Mason's on the field. Maybe the defense is not playing. You know, maybe with McCaffrey, there's eight in the box. But without McCaffrey, there's seven in the box. Or, you know, maybe they're doubling D-ball now because McCaffrey's off the field. Or they're doubling Ayuk because McCaffrey's off the field. I need him on the field at at all times. But he's an athlete who works all season long. He trains all season long because he does want to take every single snap. So if you do tell Christian, hey, we got three games left. We want to tape you down to 15, 20 touches a game instead of 20 to 25. How do you approach an athlete like that? Because it seems like the guy doesn't want to be off the field. He doesn't care. He's a gladiator. Remember the Minnesota game? I'm thinking there's no way he's going to play that Vikings game on Monday Night Football. And you see him stretching before the game. I'm like, this guy's an animal. So how do you approach a Chris McCaffrey and say, hey, we're going to taper you down a little bit here when he's that much of a competitor when he doesn't want to leave the field? Because he's already bought into your philosophy. And if you have respect for your coach and respect on what he does and how he's treated you all year and he comes to you and says that and that's what he wants, you just say, okay. But if it's a coach that maybe you don't respect right. and you don't have a good relationship and the team's kind of struggling, but you want your numbers, right. that's when it gets weird. But I think with Kyle, he's developed such – yeah. these guys, we know. We've been around sports our whole right. lives. You know that they, they have no egos down yep. there. Nobody cares who gets the credit. Mm-hmm. So if he if Kyle comes up to me and I'm Christian McCaffrey and says, hey, pitch count. We we gotta we gotta we can't let you touch the ball. Do we want we need you for we need you for the Super Bowl. This is our goal here. And do you have it? Dusty was the best at this. Dusty Baker would come around to everybody's locker in September and say, "Do you have any incentives in your contract? What are your incentives? I want you to hit them." Wow. And I go, "I need ten, I need twenty more at bats, Baker, because you got it." 
and he would get you those at bats. Do you think ownership loved that? Oh, he no. was going around making people money. That's, That's why we love Dusty. Wow. So like, I don't know what incentives these guys have. I don't even know if in the NFL the contracts are incentive laden. Right. I have no idea. Maybe Pro Bowl bonuses, All Pro yeah. bonuses, Pro Bowl, whatever. Yeah, Pro, Pro Bowl, whatever. Come on, dude. It's a joke. It's, it's a tug a joke, of war. No doubt. It's, it's more about they're all doing pro a tug teams. of war. Did you see that? This yeah, year? no, I did. There's a tug of war yeah, in the Pro is. Bowl. There is in the flag football. The Pro Bowl's awful. There's a tug of war. The Pro Bowl's awful. And maybe it's just the prestige of being named. Right. And it stops there. It's more so the and and the Pro Bowls become such a popular contest anyway yeah. guys are getting in who probably don't deserve to get in i mean they got these fifth alternates fourth alternates like one year Derek carr made the pro bowl it's like there's no way Derek carr was one of the three best quarterbacks in the afc but the all pro teams maybe you're getting bonuses for that maybe there is a snap percentage i have no idea but you got to win football games there so that's an interesting perspective respect, and you're right respect. And respect respect and that's something we've touched on here with kyle shanahan even when they're facing adversity, whether it's a three-game losing streak this year, whether it's a two-and-four start last year, and they bring over Chris McCaffrey, whether it's the struggles through 2021, and they're lipping to the bye week, and you don't know what's going on with Jimmy, and you have the whole Trey Lance situation, you have to credit Shanahan for this. He has never, not once, lost that locker room, not come close to losing that locker room. And we see it with the NFL team. Right now, Philadelphia. There's something going on there because Jalen Hurts is talking about commitment, commitment issues. We're talking about a team that just went to the Super Bowl, FD, went to the Super Bowl and was playing lights out for the first six weeks of the season, and now they're talking about commitment issues. You never hear that out of the locker room with Kyle Shanahan. So no matter what people are saying, no matter what we think about the quarterback position or the defense carrying the offense, he's never come close to losing that locker room. That's a testament to his coaching, and you're right. That is a testament to the respect they have for Kyle. The, you're, you're dead on. The only time I've ever seen a little wrinkle, remember at the end of the year with Jimmy G last year? That was it. That was it. That was I it. I forget what his exact quote was, but it was cold. Well, he said It was like, beat it, basically. Right. He said something this year, too. It's like, yeah, you know, there's things are weird, but it's coming out that it was maybe more Jimmy. But it, it always bugged me because they never had to report, right? And technically, I'm like a pro Jimmy guy. I get his limitations. My beef with Shanahan during that whole situation. Okay, if you don't want Jimmy, you have chances to go to go get your guy. Go get your guy. Who cousins? Whether it was cousins, whether it was flirting with Tom Brady, and you saying, and or it's coming out saying that, like that they thought like Tom that. Brady was just marginally better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Go get your guy if you don't like Jimmy, because you had these chances to get out of that deal every single season. Then you get Trey Lance. Well, just go to trade in if you don't like Jimmy or whatnot. So that rift. That was you're right. That was the only time where we heard something, but that seemed to be just a Jimmy Kyle thing. And the player said, "You know what? We're just going to play ball here." He still never like. There was no like, "Hey, we're pro Jimmy, team Jimmy, so we're going to stand on this side of the locker room." They still felt like one. You know what I mean? Yeah. A, a question for you: Is Trey Lance a bust? Because you got Mister Irrelevant, two sixty two. We're talking about him for MVP. Wow. Everybody got so caught up on the draft picks that you gave away for Trey Lance. Yeah. You got your number one pick in Brock Purdy. It just worked out. This is the ghost of Trey Lance. Do you think he's a bust? <laughs> he's third string in Dallas. Dak is going uh, off right now. The as Cowboys right, are playing great. As of right now, yes. Right? And he hasn't even, but at the same time, I haven't even, like Joey Bart, for example, bust with the Giants right now? Sure. Because he had his chance. He got his chance. James Wiseman. Bust right now, because we're talking about guys who are picked in the top three out here in the Bay Area. We saw that in a five-year span. Joey Bart, uh, James Wiseman, Trey Lance. James Wiseman right now is a bust, although he's playing a little bit better, but Detroit's lost 25 straight games, so how well is he playing, right? He's a bust, but we've seen him get opportunities. I've seen Trey Lance for four games. 
So right now he's a bust, but I still don't know what he is. But the longer he doesn't play, in my opinion, FP, the more and more he's going to stink. I mean, he hasn't played much football since 2019. So here, you're the perfect guy for this. Back to our initial point, reps. You need reps. reps. You need reps. So how about this? In the offseason, because I was the biggest Trey Lance guy out there. Shask and I did a video. We were just all over Trey Lance. And I was ticked off with the way Shanahan handled Trey Lance in the playbook or whatnot. Maybe he couldn't run the plays. I have no idea. But when he started that Raiders game this past preseason, I came on these airways and said, this guy doesn't look like an NFL quarterback. I'm sorry. And and people were complaining, oh, they should have ran the ball more. First of all, I've never heard of anything like that in the preseason. In the preseason, I want my quarterback throwing 30 times a game. What do you need to work on a run game? You're not playing offensive linemen, your starters, your starting offensive line. You're not running schemes. Throw the ball. Let it fly. Show me what you got. And he looked like a – he didn't look like an NFL quarterback. So I suggested – because I knew he wasn't going to play in Dallas because he is third string and Dak's playing well. He's not going anywhere. Why don't you go to the CFL just to reps. play? Reps. Just to play yep. because you need reps. You're getting on the practice squad. How much better are you getting during the season on the practice squad? You're not. You're not, right? Go to the CFL. They have a drop back passing game out there. There's this negative connotation that, hey, it's minor league football, but you got to play, dude. So right now he's a bust. But I still don't know what the hell he is. And you know what? At this point, I don't care what he is because we have Brock Purdy. I've got my guy. I've got my guy who was the last pick in the NFL draft that the Niners fell into. I mean, it's unbelievable. Isn't it perspective weird? So you got a first-round pick. You traded mm-hmm. drafts for him. He's a third-string quarterback now. You got basically a free agent, the last yep. pick that you signed, and now he's going to be the MVP. So, th- so what do you think? You think Trey Lance is a bust? Right now he is, right? But we just haven't – like, did he put enough on film to say, boy, he can't play in the league? He's a bust because we attach uh, a stigma to somebody based on where they're picked. If Trey Lance was picked third round, but since he's first round, there's expectations that go with a first round pick. And now he's third string quarterback with the Cowboys. He never worked out for the Niners. I'm with you. I I, I thought the kid was a great kid. He said everything right. Right. He was likable. I was rooting for him. Mm -hmm. And then I'd watch him throw. And I'm just like, ugh. And I'd watch him scramble. I'm like, ugh. He's not a, he wasn't that fast. No, he wasn't. And he had a little hitch in his delivery mm-hmm. where he'd bring it down and come mm-hmm. back up, and that gives me time to break if I'm a DB. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up in a football family. My dad was a football coach right. for 40 years in Sacramento High School football. I used to break down film with him. So, like, there's little things you can see right. that just – and then it get, comes back to, Monte, the, the it factor. When Brock Purdy ran the field for the first time, you're like, yeah. he's got it. Whatever it is, he's got it. He got hit he's in that Dolphins it. game, Boom. FP. yeah. When I throw to George Kittle down the seam on the yeah. zero blitz, I yeah. was like, wow. He's got it. He's got it. And then the Tampa Bay game. Remember the Tampa Bay game? You brought it up, too, when they went up 28 nothing. But I go back to the first play of that football game. We're smoked. scrambling to our seats. Yeah. Got smoked. And I didn't think it was a flag, but he got smoked. I mean, right away. And then she can know it's 7 nothing two minutes later. And I'm like, damn, all right. Maybe there's something here. And then the sideline throw to Christian McCaffrey to play to IU. You talk about going up 28 nothing. the chance to Purdy. You're like, Okay, we have something here. So I don't think it's fluky at all with what Brock Purdy's doing. Sure, does he have all the weapons in the world? Yes, but guess what? You need talent to succeed. Did you ever been to one of those parties where they put the tinfoil over the wine bottles and yes. you don't know what the yeah. brand is? Right. And then everybody rates the wine and you have no idea. <laughs> and everybody picks like the nine dollar well, bottle over the can. over the fifty dollar bottle. Well, I don't think. Well, that if, sounds like rich people problems. If right you there, put but, if you hey, put, if, 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 if you put tinfoil, <laughs> he like wrapped tinfoil around like boxed wine. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah like I don't. 
Yeah, yeah if you have a lot of tinfoil, I don't sure. think we. I don't think we did that with uh, wine. I think we were doing that with other things, but that was rich people. We just take the label if off. If you take the four loco. the four foil. the four loco. No, but my point is, if you put tinfoil around those guys, you right. did, didn't know what pick they were. Yeah. Then you just, you just simply evaluate them for what they've contributed to the game. Mm-hmm. When you get into a locker room or a clubhouse, nobody gives a S what round you were drafted in. Nope. I mean, there's a little bit of uh, of pop if you have a contract, like Logan Webb with the five year right. deal. He's got a little cachet now. Mm-hmm. But like once you're in in it and you're my teammate, we don't go around the locker room going, "Hey, Bonte, what round were you in again?" Right. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Right. How can you help me win? What kind of teammate are you? Mm-hmm. What kind of confidence do you have in your ability to go out there and beat the other team and help me win? So. Nobody cares what. That's why you hear Kittle, you hear Debo, you right. hear Ayuk, you hear everybody saying, "What a great Christian McCaffrey!" Like, yeah, he's got it. He commands the huddle. He's got confidence. He's a gunslinger. Mm-hmm. We love him. Like, you just don't say those quotes unless you've won over your teammates. So while he's won over a fan base, to me, the more important thing is his peers. Yep. Like his peers in the locker yep. room, they loved him early last yeah. year. Well, Trent they Williams and Fred Warner, remember that quote? Where they're walking and Brock Purdy is right behind them at a training camp practice, and Warner's talking to Trent saying, "I can't wait to see that Purdy kid tomorrow." Like, I didn't hear anything about that. Right. And then all the stories come out. You're like, so they were on him? How about this story? I'm going to play this one for you, FP. Bill Romanowski. You ever met Bill? I, I've had him on my show, and yeah. I have met him. Yeah. He got screw loose. Yeah, he does. He, he does, see, but he, we he, love some Romo. He's a little I dinged up. I feel like they're a little bit soft. <laughs> he said that about Philly. They're a little really? bit soft, and he was on it. He was on it. But he had this to say about Brock Purdy. He had this... He went to Denver for a Broncos reunion. Obviously, won two Super Bowls there, back-to-back. He's got four rings and all. But he ran into Mike Shanahan at this reunion. Check out Bill Romanowski and what he said or what Mike Shanahan told Bill Romanowski about Brock Purdy. We had a uh, Broncos reunion and for the Super Bowl, and I talked to Mike Shanahan about him. And, you know, and I said, Mike, what, what is it about him? He said, Bill, the first practice i laid eyes on him i saw it in him wow and i re- i remember walking by him in the hallway this is when he's a rookie and he said he told me this he said bill uh i told him brock be ready i don't know when you're going to get your shot but be ready because You've got something special. This was a training and camp, Mike, Romo. Yeah, Mike. Mike told me. Mike told me that he uh, shared that to Brock Purdy. He said, "When you get your chance, it's coming. I don't know when it's going to come, but be ready." And sure enough, uh, you know, he saw it because he saw the way he picked apart the starting defense when he was playing scout team. So, I, I that's fascinating to me that all this is coming out in the second year and the offseason. Because I remember coming back from Europe and I was bugging Shasky and I was bugging Spadoni and Lovman. What's going on at the training camp? And I'm waking up whatever time it was in Italy or France and I'm reading all the training camp reports. You know, Brock Purdy two snaps here. Oh, Brock Purdy three snaps here. But obviously somebody in that building or a few people in that building knew, hey, if we just keep this kid, because obviously they cut Nate Subfield after giving him guaranteed money. And he kept him on the roster. And the fact that they just told him to stay ready, stay ready. And he comes in like that. And he just doesn't come in and, okay, we're going to manage the game and run the ball. 
They're scoring 30 a game when he comes in alongside Christian McCaffrey. And a couple of those games, Debo was hurt. And they didn't skip a beat. I, it's just the whole thing is fascinating to me, FP. Like, how did everybody miss in the draft? How do you miss on a guy who's playing at this level and he drops to the last? We're not talking fourth round. We're not talking third round. We're not talking second round. We're talking about the last pick of the NFL draft. Well, Mike knows a little bit. Kyle's dad knows a little bit about little quarterbacks. Bit. Just a little bit, a little right? bit. Just a little bit. Uh, and, and there's certain things you see in camp that you see, like even in spring training, does a guy carry himself? Does he have the swagger? Right. Does, he, does he look the part? Right. And Brock Purdy's just – he. did you read that article in Sports Illustrated? One of the best articles I've ever seen. And it was about how Brock Purdy, between his last game at Iowa State and the, the combine and the draft, reinvented himself – as a quarterback, yeah. that, that he thought they, that the word was his he was too bottom heavy, his legs mm-hmm. were too thick, and he had to lean out a little bit. And then he went to uh, a, a, a training course with major league pitchers and minor league pitchers because his dad played for the Giants right. in the minor yep. leagues. Yep. Went to the University of Miami. Shout out, he's a hurricane. Oh, you guys are okay. Yes, he's a, you're yeah. gonna hate me. Sean Purdy's a hurricane. This is what a show goes. Uh, yeah, yeah, down I, know. I know. I know. Oh, you've already heard all about it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Oh. Whatever, whatever. You guys didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. You're, oh, you you're just oh, not that good. Alabama's way better. Texas, oh. on the other hand, you got to argue. Yeah. But college football, we're going to lose everybody right now. But Brock Purdy like reinvented himself and worked his ass off. And, and he increased his arm speed. Yep. He increased his velocity like five miles an hour on his throws mm-hmm. by working with pitchers in a baseball training deal. He does look that. Shasky always says and he, he looks like out. a shortstop he, when he gets out the pocket. He, he yeah. leaned out. So, so, by the t- so what happens a lot of times when you have a guy play four years in college is you get over-scouted. You're, you're watching him and you just put him in this Tupperware over here yeah. that Brock Purdy's A, he's too short, he doesn't have the arm strength, he's too bottom heavy, he's not fast, whatever, and, and you just over-scout him and you just put him over there. And what happened is the Niners saw something to take a pick with him, and between his last game and his first preseason game or the draft with the Niners, he reinvented himself and he's always going to be that guy. And as the last pick, and this was very relatable to me, I signed for $1,000, is it like you, when you get your day in the sun, you got to shine. Yep. Trey Lance could throw interceptions yep. because we have so much invested in him, he's going to get opportunities. Right. We don't get those opportunities. Mm-hmm. When we get a chance, like I had two hits my first game, I got three hits my second game. If right. I went 0 for 3, 0 for 3, I'm back in the minor leagues. Yeah. But I got knocks, I got knocks, I got knocks. I stayed seven years. And I, I told uh, Bill Stoneman when I signed my first big league contract, he says, This is what you're going to make if you go back to AAA. I said, I ain't going back to AAA. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I am not. Right. And he goes, For some reason, FP, I believe you. But like, so when you get your chance, that's why I love this kid so much. Mm-hmm. He took advantage of that opportunity. And it does, like I said, it doesn't matter what the label is. Yeah, no, nah, he, he's been fascinating, man. He's been really good. He's taken advantage of his opportunity, especially in, in the NFL on a team full of guys who are mid round picks. Fred Warner's another guy who took advantage of his opportunity. He's a third-round pick out of BYU. Ruben Foster's getting into trouble. Well, Fred Warner steps right in and starts a linebacker, never looks back. George Kittle, fifth-round pick. There's a bunch of guys on this roster you could say that about. Even Talanoa Hufanga, who's hurt right now, um, to got that opportunity. He's a late pick, fifth-round pick. Safeties get hurt. Hey, I'm going to play. Next thing you know, I'm an, I'm an all-pro now. So uh, let's go to Sid in Oakland. He's got more on Brock Purdy as well. Sid, good morning, man. You're on the roast here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, hey what's going on? Um, first of all, I just want to thank you guys, man. You guys really get me through today. All three shows, man. I love it. So I really thank appreciate you. it, man. I don't even listen to music anymore. I just listen <laughs> to you guys all day doing work. Thank you. Um, 
I want to talk about as I'm taking my kids to school, I'm thinking about Brock Purdy and me being from Chicago and dealing with horrible quarterback after horrible quarterback. Um, I just think that people discredit him for the hard work and skill set. Because let's think about something. If Brock Purdy plays for the Jets or the Bears, that does, he wouldn't be able to show his true capability because they don't have an offensive line. So for people to say he's a, a, a system quarterback because he's blessed to be with a real team, I just think that people discredit him so much when, hey, if he went to the Bears or the Jets, we would never be able to see the Brock Purdy we see. But – the main thing is he probably still will have the arm, the accuracy that he has. But if you don't have an offensive line and an offensive scheme, you're not going to be able to uh, to show, expose how good a player could be. And a lot of quarterbacks deal with that. Right. So, Thanks for the call, Sid, man. Happy holidays to you. Thanks for the kind words. What is your take on this? Because you, you played this game, FP. And I think it's I think it's hot garbage when I hear people – say that, oh, he's a system quarterback or a game manager. Well, number one, they all run a system. They're all running a system, a coach's system, whether it's the West Coast system or the spread system or a power run system. It's a system. Yeah, They all run it. Tom Brady ran a system. So what are we really saying there? And, oh, he's a game manager. Okay, great. He's managing the offense, making sure the offense doesn't turn the ball over and making all the right throws. And even, you know, when it comes to the run game, Hey, are you are you st- are you are you pulling out correctly? You know, when it comes from the the center quarterback snap, boom. Am I pulling out? Am I going to the right spot? Am I play action passes and I'm turning the right way? Am I turning to the left or turning to the right? How many times do you see a quarterback they fake the handoff to the wrong way and it blows the play action pass? I don't know. There's a lot there when it comes to game managing. I don't care if you're a game manager. Can you manage your offense into scoring touchdowns? Yes or no? That's all I care about. To me, when I think of a system quarterback or a game manager, it's it's a guy that's just going to do enough and not make a mistake, like Trent Dilfer. Like he did short passes, slants, quick outs, swing passes to the back, screen passes. He's going to do just enough to help you win a game, but he's not going to do anything to make you lose a game. Right. Brock Purdy's spinning out, feeling the blitz, stepping up. Improvising, stretching plays, um, keeping his eyes downfield, right. accurate on the run, like the throw to Christian McCaffrey when he spun out and then McCaffrey like broke, right, and he fell down and got back up last mm-hmm. week. I mean, he he's he he's a playmaker. There you go. He's a playmaker. Right. He's a difference maker. He's not just there not to make mistakes. He's there to win you football games. Does he have a lot of weapons? Yeah, so did Joe Montana. Is Joe Montana system quarterback? Maybe at the West Coast offense. I don't know. Greatest quarterback that ever lived. And I'll fight anybody that says anything different. Like I, I, He's the best FP, ever. FP. Tom Brady included. Joe's hey, the man. Just, Joe's the man. Hey, this guy. Joe's man. four this for guy, four. Like, Joe's guy. the man. This guy must have been listening to the Russell. He's no. just trying to win me over. No, man. I'm not. Because I think Joe's the best, too. Yeah. Because he played in the era that he was in. I love Tom Brady. I don't know if Tom Brady holds up in the 80s, but continue to Did you see the side-by-side of Brock Purdy scrambling this week? And they have it. It's it's on Twitter. Yeah. And then Joe scrambling. And then Joe improvises and throws Mm -hmm. downfield. It's almost like the same play. Like four thirty year, forty mm-hmm. years apart, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and so I, I don't think Brock Purdy's Joe Montana yet because you got to get some jewelry before I'll start talking about that. But Whoa. he's not a system quarterback. He's not a game manager. He's a playmaker, and those guys are they're defending him in, in post game press conferences. Like, yeah, yeah, Kittle, yeah, system quarterback. Right. <laughs> you know, being sarcastic. 
So yeah, dude, you're, well, you're talking to the president of the Brock Purdy fan club. Well, right well, well, here I'm not the president. I'm I'm a I'm a big CMC fan. I, he would get my MVP vote. Although I will say Brock Purdy's playing the best football, and he's been playing the best football at the quarterback position since about week three, week four. But you say Joe Montana, listen to Jerry Rice on Brock Purdy. Brock reminds me a lot of Montana. His coolness. He doesn't get rattled. Mm-hmm. You need your quarterback to be that way. Right. What he's doing, the leadership, his composure. Watching him when he first took over, the velocity behind his throws. Hey man, tight spiral, you know, catchable ball, you know, like that. You know, I, I love it, man. And and his decision making, he doesn't hold on to the ball that long. I mean, I'm so happy to be a part of, of this team where I have these type of guys that I get to watch while I'm on the sideline. It's like I'm in the stands, being able to watch the show that they putting on for us. So that's the Warner House podcast hosted by Fred Warner. I'm not going to lie to you. And I'll say this in front of your face, FP. We had a caller last year after the Dolphins game. It was the first call of the show. I'll never forget. He goes, you know, Bonte Brock Purdy rem- reminds me of Montana. I hung up the phone. Yeah, you're like, come on, dude. It's one game. One game. It's one game. And then here I am a year later through week four saying, you know, Brock Purdy kind of reminds me of a young Tom Brady with those Patriot teams. So... I'm guilty of comparing him to the greats. You're right. He, ha- he has to get the jewelry. But that's Jerry Rice saying that. I know. Jerry Rice is just not going to say anything. I hate, you know what I hate is I hate comparisons. And I do. I'm so guilty of it. Like, this guy reminds yeah. me of this guy. Yeah. He's Brock Purdy, man. He's he, Joe wasn't the 262nd round pick. Well, Joe was like a third or third fourth. Round pick. Third round third pick. Round pick, pick Notre, Notre Dame, Dame, right? Yes. So I, I, I don't know that. There are Joe Burrow reminds me of Joe Montana. Like they're that they're like twins. Like that they're both Joe Cool. Burrow's nice. Burrow's. I I think Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in the NFL. He's mm. hurt, so Brock Purdy has that label. Mm. Right now. Better than Mahomes. Huh? You yeah, like it more? Joe Burrow's like wow. the best pure quarterback in the NFL. Wow. I love Mahomes too. By the right. way, did you see that uh, on Netflix? The quarterback. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, I watched it in Hawaii. I, it took my my like for Patrick Mahomes to a different level. See, and I know you're not supposed to say that around yeah, here. I love the dude. No, the, no, I all respect the, what he Mahomes. says. The winning. The winning attitude competitive nature teammates right oh he wants to win oh. he wants to win everybody's big takeaway was kirk cousins oh my lord what a my biggest takeaway was <laughs> no mahomes is a gangster that dude is i need him on my team that was my big takeaway there yeah. but that's jerry rice saying that he reminds me of little montana you gotta stop if jerry rice says it who may be arguably the greatest football player who ever lived you gotta take that into account the cool part's big man if you're cool under pressure you don't get rattled you're the same guy like, he missed a pass this week, and they had a shot of him just going, oh, I know he wasn't swearing because he's religious, but right. I would have been dropping F-bombs. But he's like, ah, because he had somebody wide open, he missed him. Yep. Or maybe they stopped running the route. I can't remember which one it was. But, like, he's so competitive, and he's got so much cockiness and swagger in such a good way. The challenge for him moving forward, even after this year, is once all the notoriety comes and the fame comes and the contract comes, is to keep that chip on his shoulder. Right. To all, I mean, he should get a tattoo on his forehead that says right. 262. Yeah. So I, when he looks in the mirror, he's always reminded. Minded and he never forgets when he's driving the Lambo yep. and he's got the big house yep. and like and things start to become easy. You got because what got you there is proving people wrong. There's two types of people in this right. world. There's one that, that you can't do it and they're like you're right. And there's two the other person's like screw you. I'm going to show you. Right. Brock Purdy's got that screw you in a man. I, I don't I don't see him changing. I don't see him getting paid. Whether that happens two years from now, three years from now. When he gets paid, he's going to be the same guy. I agree. I, he doesn't strike me as a guy who's just going to forget about everything and say, you know what? It is what it is. I got my money now. I've proved all the haters. I think he knows 
what's at stake here. I think he understands the history of this franchise. And he's got everybody eating at the palm of their hands, right? He gets one, just one Super Bowl. And if that happens this year, and you have all these weapons coming back next year, then all of a sudden, he's already got the commercials, Alaska Airlines. He's got truck. You know, was it Dodge? What, what, what truck company is that that he's endorsing right now? But he's got the sponsorships rolling in right now. He's not going to change. Look at his look at his family background. He's like grounded. He, strike. he, he's he got seems space. to be grounded. Anything yeah. strike to you saying, oh, man, he's, he's got all of a sudden, look at me now. I'm going to start wearing ice or I'm going to start, hey, you know what? Shanahan, I'm going to audible from your place. Screw you. I-, I got this. And then you start throwing picks. Nah, he's not going to be that guy. I don't think so. Here's Jimmy and SF. He's got some thoughts on Purdy. What's up, Jimmy? Hey. Hey, what's up, Jimmy? I mean, what's up, fellas? Hey, it's Jimmy uh, from the city. Hey, SP, man, I want to give you your flowers, man. Your brother, fresh air on the radio. You're 2-0 and for me. Whether, <laughs> uh, you know, you had a career before this. But uh, on the on ninth by side of the game, you're killing it. But also, I wanted to say, this Niners team reminds me of the damn Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, Ben Roethlisberger was a winner when he was a rookie. Like, you got to tell me, he had a Lombardi in his first two years. Like, like Brock Purdy is, is an underdog. And uh, Ben Roethlisberger came from a Louisiana school, like a no-name school. Like, came from nowhere and killed, killed the game. Like Miami of Ohio, yeah. Yeah, so the, this whole team, just the whole team, not just Brock Purdy, but the whole team's defense, offense, it reminds me of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And like, you got to tell me, man. Well, I think they're better than that Steelers team, uh, Jimmy. we got to run here. Hey. As you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ, FM, and HD1, San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app in favor 95.7 The Game for the best and most up-to-date sports coverage. Also, shout-out to YouTube and Twitch. We're there every single day. Just log on and search 95.7 The Game. And be sure to like and subscribe to the page. While you are there, it is a Football Friday brought to you by First 5 California. To learn four things you can do to overcome toxic stress, go to first5california.com. This offense is so much more dynamic than that Pittsburgh Steelers offense that Ben Roethlisberger quarterbacked as a rookie. It's not even close. They were running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. I think Ben Roethlisberger, off the top of my head, he may have had like two or three games where he threw for over 200 yards. He's a game manager. Yeah. That's the <laughs> definition. Yeah. That was, hey, don't screw the game up. Yeah. You got Jerome Bettis. The give him the ball. Yes. We've got a great defense. Let them do their thing. Hell, let the defense score and have some pick sixes or some fumble rooskies there. Shanahan said, hey, we're going to get about 25 throws a game. Maximize them. And they're taking – they're throwing the ball deep. They're taking chunk plays. They've got explosives. This team, FP, this offense may produce not only a 4,000-yard passer, which is going to happen. He's going to be number one by the end of the season in terms of 49ers, the 49ers history books. He may throw for the most touchdowns as a 49ers quarterback. But you also have Brandon Ayuk at 1,000 yards. You've got George Kittle who's going to go over 1,000. Debo's about 200 yards away from going over 1,000. And you got Christian McCaffrey Who's going to have over 2,000 all-purpose yards should he stay healthy? This offense is completely different than that Pittsburgh Steelers offense. And even the Tom Brady offense with the Patriots when he first came onto the scene. The, the, the thing we're not talking about with Brock is his decision-making is so quick. Like, he processes yep. no, no, oh yes. Gosh. No, no, yes. Yeah. Or yes, no, no. 
When I watch Baldy break down the film of Purdy mm -hmm. and, and just the simple things that Shanahan does that are so complex, whether it's like, uh, I forget what game it is. Yeah, help me out. My memory's terrible. Where McCaffrey, they were down by the goal line. McCaffrey just shifted left a little bit. Yeah. And then the line pulled right. And yep. McCaffrey snuck through the line. And it was just a little in the yep. flat touchdown yep. Yep. wide yep. open. Yep. Yep. Like the, the, the imagination with the motions and just in, in, in the window dressing. And oh everything. my yeah. gosh. Like the, the play calling, the imagination with like, figuring out what coverage they're in by exposing it with motion here, motion there. The way they do the little, like, the whoop-de-whoop -whoop motion now, mm -hmm. where it's like the three stooges and they whip a U-turn. Like, all these little things they're doing on offense is just brilliant. No, and is. they're just executing it. Yep. It's just like flowing. Yep. Yep. It's amazing the vibe they got going on. No, right they now. do. We're going to get to all the calls in just a second. We'll get to all the calls before we get to Matt Barrels here. Let's push Matt Barrels to 925 because I want to get to everybody out there. Laurie and Phoenix, 49ers David, Mark and Concord, Abby and Sunnyvale. We'll get to everybody here on the Morning Roast. FP Santana doing one hell of a job. This show has flown by, and that's all. We love all that on a Friday, even in radio. We love that on a Friday. All right, it's time for Caller of the Week. This week's caller is the consultant in Walnut Creek who called in yesterday to let us know how he plans to bet big on the Niners on Monday Night Football. Uh, let's get to the consultant. Hopefully he's driving safely down to Vegas. wonder what's going on in Vegas, man. Hell of a weekend to go to Vegas, consultant. This is the best constructed team in probably about 30 years in terms mm. of just superstars on offense and defense. They should be favored by more than seven at home wow. every single game. Wow. There's not a team that can compete. Now, don't get me wrong. Baltimore is a good team. But this is a historically built roster. Again, because they've got, when my, in my opinion... One of the top two quarterbacks in the league making $850,000. That is Christian McCaffrey, Fred Warner, and Nick Bosa combined money in one quarterback who's playing top two in the league. They should win by five. They should be favored by four, seven. And that's why I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to drop some money in my Niners, baby. That was Caller of the Week, consultant from the Creek. Met him at Buonvino when we had our Warriors Summit last year. Really good dude there. Congrats to the consultant. You win nothing. But, hey, have fun in Las Vegas. That was Caller of the Week. Caller to the Morning Roast. And if your call is better than the rest, you could be named the Caller of the Week, too. All right, we got to run here. Matt Barrows, 925. I'll be Laurie Mark. We're going to get to you on the other side as soon as we come back. At P. Santangelo, in for Joe Shasky, doing one hell of a job here. I am Bonte Hill. What's coming up in the game is your calls, sponsored by the Golden State Warriors. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.